Okay, we're back on a Wednesday with vaccine researcher, family physician, Dr. Iris Gorfinkel. And Dr. Gorfinkel, fully vaccinated travelers will now only need a rapid test. That change is coming. No longer the more costly PCR test before returning to Canada. This is a move that is uh, popular amongst uh, a lot of uh, travelers. What do you make of uh, lifting the PCR test requirement? This is absolutely fascinating. You realize testing has become what Consumer Reports recently called the Wild West. And why did they call it that? Because if I'm stuck in the United States asking myself, how am I gonna get back to Canada? If I'm fully vaxxed, I no longer need a PCR test. That's great. Now, when I enter, it may be that I get randomly selected for testing, but I will not have to isolate anymore. I don't have to isolate while I wait for the results. So these are major changes. So I do have to do a test though. It's not like I'm totally off the hook. I have to do a rapid antigen test. So people are complaining, well, aren't, isn't that going to, so PCR, what is that? That's photocopier, right? So if there's a tiny bit of virus there, it's far more likely to pick it up. Rapid antigen test will just pick up whatever virus is there on the swab at the moment that it's taken. You know, so if it's a it's too tiny a signal, rapid antigen test might not detect it. So why does Consumer Reports call it the Wild West? This is the buyer beware in the United States. Rapid antigen testing, no joke, can go from a low cost of two for $24. That's right, you just go pick it up at the pharmacy, two for 24 bucks at the right aid, or it can be as high as $400 a test. No joke. PCR can be as high as 400 US dollars a test. Or it can be free if you happen to know how to go to a Walgreens and just sign up for it. You know, so there's this huge thing. Is it a good thing for Canada now that, you know, we're no longer testing the people who are fully vaxxed? I think for now it makes a lot of sense. But will it make sense in the future? You'll have to ask me in another few weeks because we know that new variants may not be quite as readily detected. And that's one of the concerns I have. If we're not testing, you know, are we as likely to pick up potentially new variants? And that was one of the big potential benefits of watching our borders and when people were coming up. Okay, so whether it's lifting these testing requirements, the PCR test for travelers, we mentioned uh, just a moment ago about lifting a proof of vaccination, uh, capacity limits also being lifted in uh, restaurants and various other uh, venues. Of course, uh, you know, we hear from you and so many others that we need to do this with, I guess, an abundance of caution or cautiously uh, lift these uh, limitations. Uh, what would you say to those that maybe are a little hesitant about the pace we're moving at uh, right now? Uh, is this too much uh, too soon or do you think we are being cautious and we're getting this right? You know, it's very difficult to know with certainty. One thing I believe is that you look at Alberta and Saskatchewan, who are way ahead of the pack in terms of what they're doing. Consider this, as of Monday, and this is just two days ago, kids are no longer wearing masks, kids under 12. And I'm talking about in any venue at all. So it's really up to the individual provinces and territories to decide how quickly they do things. Alberta let go of vaccine passports as of Friday. And in two weeks in Alberta, no one will have to wear a mask anywhere. 
Now, we don't see the other provinces doing that. Oh, sorry, with the exception of Saskatchewan, they're basically following in Alberta's footsteps. But everywhere else, there's a lot of caution around this. And with good reason, because we know that masks protect the person who's wearing them. I'm going to sing the old song. And it protects the person who is outside of them. You know, so masks, in my view, are the very last thing to go. I can understand the argument around vaccine passports, and it's N95 masks that work the best. So personally, I would love to see N95 masks freely available to people. You know, right now, there are still tremendous barriers in getting a proper N95 mask. I give them away for free in my office and tell people, use them multiple times. I'm concerned. I don't want to see masks being thrown at the wayside prematurely. Two to three weeks between major changes still make sense just to make sure we don't see a sudden unexpected bump in hospitalizations because it could go the other way. There's no need to think that, oh, it's it's all going down because that's the trajectory. It could change still. All right. And would your advice to those that maybe feel a little trepidatious right now as we work away towards uh, back to normal or the new normal is just kind of go at your own pace. And although restaurants might be open to full capacity, if uh, you don't feel comfortable being in there, that again, you just need to kind of uh, gauge uh, what is right for you and go at your own pace. Well, this is the thing. Going at your own pace may mean eating at somewhat off hours because we know eating in a closed restaurant is a high risk activity. And as of tomorrow, you know, capacity measures on restaurants are being lifted. Now, let's let's just say it straight that grocery stores and pharmacies and even retail and malls that that's still having the capacity limits. But for the other places, you know, the restaurants, the bars, the gyms, they're actually opening full swing. But it's still important to wear the mask. Try to do social distancing where possible. Hand washing matters. Leaving the window open and making sure that there's proper, well, I guess it's good. To, it's easy to say it in today's weather, but, you know, trying to do the proper things to reduce the potential chance of any one individual getting it. We know the risks are not all the same for everybody. If somebody has two shots, what is the chance of them getting symptomatic COVID? Probably around, you know, the vaccines will protect 30%, something like that. Now, if it's been six months, get the booster shot because then you'll boost it up to 60%. That booster shot actually does make a difference, even for individuals who have had Omicron. So how long to wait? If I've had Omicron, how long should I wait to get that booster shot? Well, if you live in Ontario, we say about 30 days. Don't get the booster shot if you're sick. Fortunately, hospitalizations remain low. Even if somebody's had two doses, it does help to get that third shot. It boosts it by about mm-hmm. 20%. You know, it's still a good thing, but we have okay. to be cautious. Okay, I only got about a minute here, but since we are talking about uh, vaccines and booster shots, I want to quickly ask you about this U.S. study that's out that says COVID vaccination during pregnancy helps protect infants after birth. What do we know about this? Super interesting study here. So they looked at uh, some 300 hospitalizations that took place in infants. About half of them were brought into the hospital, not because of Omicron, but because they had other things and then they were found to have Omicron. And the other half were directly from Omicron. 
So what that tells us is that the risk of a, of a baby getting Omicron is actually quite low. You know, the overall risk for a child getting admitted to hospital is probably around one in 10,000 for Omicron. It's low, but what the study does demonstrate is that when mom is protected, baby is protected. And it made a huge difference. And in fact, when the mom got vaccinated a little later in the pregnancy, it reduced the likelihood, the small likelihood to be fair of the baby mm -hmm. getting admitted altogether by about 80%. All right. So as you mentioned, some fascinating stuff. Dr. Gorfinkel, appreciate it as always on a Wednesday. Thanks so much for joining us. Many thanks for having me, Jeff. Vaccine researcher, Dr. Iris Gorfinkel. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jeff MacArthur Show. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. <laughs> For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.